Hello again, friends, and welcome to another edition of the E-Style Classic Countdown. I am the said E-Style um, on the train again, uh, heading back home from work. If it gets a little louder here for you, that's probably why. But I knew this was my one main opportunity all day long to talk to you today. Uh, tomorrow, for those who don't recall, and for those who I didn't tell, I won't be on at all for the 80s countdown tomorrow. There's a lot to do for this kid right here, and uh, a good amount of that is uh, church involved. Uh, well, well, let's just take it there, all right? I'm getting baptized, believe it or not. And, uh, well, you know, hey, everybody believes in something, and you know, this is my chance to grow up a little bit, do a little something with myself, and become a productive citizen, and all this and that, for once in my life, <laughs> uh, while I still have a life. Well, we can do those things. That, that's allowed, right? And believe me, I'm the first one that will usually say, hey, you're free to express yourself any way you want, but you're also free not to, if you don't want. But this time around, I choose to. So, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna make something special out of it, and, you know, God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. And, uh, but that doesn't mean that, you know, you have to believe that if you don't want to, but that doesn't mean that we can't talk about it, so. Okay, I am, uh, off of my soapbox with that. <laughs> and uh, the real reason we came here is this week in 74 is what we're going to do for you. We have a brand new number one. And uh, I'm going to be honest, it kind of bites. <laughs> the song that it knocked off the top, if it was up to me, it would still be number one to this day. And how long ago was 74? Uh, 40, almost 50 years ago? The song is perfect. The song that was number one is perfect. And yeah, should still be there. But that's just me, as I always say. Um, the band at number one, I didn't even think they were still together until I did my research on them. And uh, they are still together in two formats but we'll discuss all that a little later um first uh, some sad news we lost nancy griffith yesterday and some of you may know her i believe nancy was more popular in the um not so much the country genre but more like a bluegrass uh type of thing um, I've heard the name all my life, but I, if she uttered a word, I wouldn't know it, let alone a, an actual song. Um, but yeah, she had been fighting bad health for the last few years, and um, she was, uh, I want to say, in her early 60s when we lost her. And uh, yeah, it's a shame, but just like with all the others, her music shall always live on. I've got... People I know that, you know, really swore by her talents and, uh, you know, it's might be something you want to check out if you're into that field. So, 
Uh, farewell to Nancy Griffith. We do have some birthdays to check out as well. Uh, three of them musical, three musical, well, two musical legends. One is on his way to being uh, a legend. The fourth person isn't musical at all and doesn't have to be. Oh my, because people, we are talking about Halle Berry. Yes, she doesn't sing. She doesn't have to. She can sing to me all day long for all I care. That woman is so fine. I am here to tell you, no lies. Love me some Hallie. Okay, uh, let's get to the musical stuff, right? which is why we're here. Um, turning the big eight zero is probably the, one of the meanest people in the history of the music business. We're talking about the Crosby, in Crosby, still Van Nash and Young. David Crosby, he's mean. You should, he does these tweets and stuff for Rolling Stone magazine now and, and all that and uh, never has too many nice things to say. I guess he's had a falling out with the other guys in um, Crosby, Stills, and Nash and Young. And uh, they're not working together as a result. You kind of hope that they will kind of patch things up and get it back going again so Crosby can quit all the mean tweeting and the horrible statements he's been making. But again, that's just it. Um, also born on this day, the great, the incomparable Larry Graham. Uh, whose base work you know from Sly and the Family Stone, um, the beginning of that great group, as well as his own band, Graham Central Station, get it? <laughs> um, only one big hit of theirs that I know of, and I think they're still together, so that's pretty cool. Larry Graham, one of the best to ever do it. You may know some of his solo work as well. Um, I think his biggest pop hit record. Everybody knows it. One in a million you. Yeah, that's that guy. Um, theoretically, I shouldn't be announcing his birthday. Some of you know that and some of you know why. Um, it's, uh, let's just say it's religious reasons that he doesn't do his birthday anymore. And, and some of you know that um, my mother was of that same religion, and uh, they just didn't do that. I apologize for some of the other people getting in on my podcast. <laughs> anyway, um, the great Larry Graham, uh, huge influence of, uh, on me on bass playing. Um, that's his bass you hear on uh, Thank You for Letting Me Be Myself. Oh, good. That's him. And all those other early great Sly Stone uh, tracks. That's him. And um, not too many were better. And finally, the other guy, his band is actually in the top 10 this week in 74, but we'll cover that in a second. But we're talking about Keith Howland of uh, Chicago, who many of my friends here with me from the Chicago group uh, site and Paige uh, know this guy very well. 
Um, he's only been with the band since 95. Well, not only since 95, but that's a pretty long time. But considering by Chicago standards with three original members left from the 60s, from the startup of the group, being in a band since 95 is nothing. <laughs> it's like if you tried to join the Stones or something like that. But Keith is pretty awesome at what he does. Um, had the honor of meeting him and all of the guys. Had the, had the pleasure of meeting him and all the guys um, when we um, saw them in Atlanta uh, about three years ago now. Very nice guy. Very nice guy and super talented. Still with them today. Uh, I think they just went back out on the road, still doing their thing, so God bless them. Uh, we've got some Chicago, as I said, here in the countdown here in a moment. In fact, we've got kind of a Chicago theme with a few of the songs here in the top ten. This weekend, 74, as I said, is what we're doing. First, we got to discuss the number one album in the country. It's an address, actually, 461... Ocean Boulevard. Of course, that can only be Eric Clapton. And I believe that's the address of the studio that he recorded that album in, on, whatever. <laughs> um, that's the album that has uh, I Shot the Sheriff, his, his cover of that, his only number one um, in, in his career. Uh, again, out of all those great groups, all those great solo work, that's the only number one song he's ever had. Uh, his first solo number one album. I know he's had number one albums with Cream, Wheels of Fire, at least I know, hit number one, and Blind Faith in 69. Blind Faith, in my opinion, the greatest one album band of all time. It does not get much better than that album of theirs, that one and only album of theirs. That one went to number one as well. And uh, yeah, like I said, I believe 461 Ocean Boulevard is his first, his first of a few solo number one albums. So, good job, Clapton. Um, I really hope he's not a racist pig, because that's going to hurt. All right, we still haven't hit our top 10 yet, have we? Um, 11 minutes in as of right now, and well, we're gonna do it now. And what a great way to kick off the top 10. I grew up with this and most of uh, this countdown right here. And uh, this one here is uh, for my mom. I didn't even know this was a top 10 pop hit until uh, I saw this and heard this. Um, it's Sideshow by Blue Magic. Uh, it actually peaked at number 8, but it kicks off the top 10 at number 10. And it's Sideshow. I love the song. <laughs> uh, all of Taft Homes, where I grew up, uh, knows this song and grew up with it. And um, I, in fact, the song is so good, I'm almost embarrassed to say that I did not realize this was a top 10 hit until today. If mom were here, she'd be kicking me right in the butt, and most of you know that. But yeah, Blue Magic uh, kicking off here.
there actually be there actually should be a little something some here for everybody with this top ten. I know I say that like every week, <laughs> but it's actually true. So Blue Magic kicks it off here for us at number ten, number nine. Um, not so much, but it's another remake. It's I'm leaving it all up to you, Donnie and Marie Osmond. Is that the kind of song you want to sing with your sister? Eh, maybe it's just me again. <laughs> eight, eight is Wildwood Weed by Mr. Stafford. The Spiders and Snakes guy. I actually like that song a little bit better than this one. But that's just the seven on, on their way to number six is Waterloo. First one we ever got from ABBA, ABBA, what, whichever it is. <laughs> yeah, this was before Dancing Queen and all that. Their first one, in America anyway. Six at its peak position from Chicago. The aforementioned Chicago. And Call On Me. Trumpet player Lee Lofty wrote that one. And uh, from Legend has it, it's actually his first attempt at writing a song for the band. Lock Lockney is one of the guys from the original band still there, by the way. Um, and yeah, from what I gather, it's his very first time writing a song for the band, and it worked. Hit the top ten. From Chicago, we come to Boston. Please come to Boston at number five. Uh, Dave Loggins, not related to Kenny Loggins, like I always grew up thinking. Don't ask why. Four... Four, uh, also from Chicago, Rufus and Miss Shaka. And tell me something good. Who wrote that? I know you know this because I mention it every time. Stevie Wonder wrote that one to give to them. And it worked. It will eventually peak at number three. But four is good enough uh, right now. Um, the current number three. Oh, hang on. I got to get off the train with you. Uh, number three is a uh, feature number one. It's called You're Having My Baby. I don't know why, but the words to this kind of creep me out uh, now, now that I'm an adult. As a kid, obviously. What was I on my way to turning six? As a kid, obviously, I didn't know no better. But uh, something about the words to that one. Even as an adult, they kind of creeped me out. But I don't know. Hey, it worked. It was his first. It was Anka's first number one in many years since the early '60s, I think Casey said. So there you go. Uh, I'm on the. I'm over by the Dan Ryan. Uh, in case you can't hear me again, so forgive me. Number two song is not only the number one soul song, but was last week's number one pop. And it is so beautiful. It's Miss Roberta. Feel like making love. Not the Bad Company song, which is also good, but that came later. This one, and just as good, don't get me wrong. This one, so much better. And a little more soulful, obviously, if it came from Miss Roberta. 
feel like making love. Last week's number one. I know that's right. Woo! And uh, <laughs> speaking of being embarrassed, I'm almost embarrassed to give you the song that, that knocks it from the top. I told you it's a Chicago theme with the countdown this week. Well, number one is The Night Chicago Died. <laughs> no joke, guys. Heard it for myself. The band is called Paper Lace from out of Nottingham, England. The Night Chicago Died. Yeah, I never heard of that town either. Nottingham, not Chicago, duh. But uh, to this day, it's their only top 40 hit, at least in America anyway. And uh, why? I have no idea. <laughs> I didn't then, and I definitely don't now. But for those of us that know the history of the song, first off, it's not a true story. Uh, Capone never had a shootout with the cops. He had a shootout with a, a rival gang member, I want to believe. I can't remember the guy's name to save my soul. But it wasn't with the cops. There were never a hundred cops dead. Not all at once, anyway. Not here. <laughs> Chicago PD would never allow that. Trust me. I've seen him work for myself. It would never happen. I have a friend, new friend, who's a, with the Chicago PD. Very nice lady. Too nice to be a cop, but that's just my take on it. Um, the writers of that song were not only not in the band, apparently they know nothing about the history of Chicago. When Mayor Daly heard it, that is the original Mayor Daly from the mid-60s, mid-70s, whatever it was. He apparently, no lie here, he apparently invited the members of Paper Lace to come to, to the Chicago River, jump in it, and never return up to surface. No lie, guys. No lie. That's what it says according to Wikipedia. Of course, we always can't believe Wikipedia, but that's just what I read. That's the research I got. And, uh, yeah. Well, we Illinoisans know what a sourpuss the original Mayor Daly was anyway. Uh, he's the guy that kept Chicago from calling themselves Chicago Transit Authority, like they did on their first record. He was basically, hey, you know, change that to something else or else. And so they've been Chicago ever since. Not a nice guy, this Mayor Daly, from what I heard. His son was not much to sneeze at either, from what I gathered about him. So maybe it runs in the family, I don't know. Anyway, Nottingham, England's own Paper Lace are still together, as I had mentioned. Uh, they're now in uh, two different groups, kind of like uh, what Otis did with the Temptations for a little bit. He has his Temptations and uh, his band, 
The Temptations, and Dennis Edwards, who sang on all those great hits, uh, I Can't Get Next to You, and Cloud Nine, and all those. Before Dennis died, he had his version of The Temptations, too. I think it was just like a, a copyright name thing. You know, hey, I own this name. No, I own this name. No, you're both wrong. I own this name. That kind of thing. Well, Paper Lace, I believe, is doing the same thing. Hey, sucker, you can't call yourselves this band because it's my band. No, it's my band. We're just going to do it under a different sort of deal. You know, that kind of thing. That's what uh, Paper Lace is doing with that th these days. Uh, I don't know why I gave you that. <laughs> like I said, I promised my friend some research with uh, every number one, and I'm keeping my promise best I can, but that's the most exciting thing I could find about Paper Lace. They broke up, like most other bands, they broke up in 80, but, you know, due to the high volume of reunion tours and whatnot, they wanted to get it back going again, and they did, and they have ever since. And no doubt, still playing that song, <laughs> even though it bites. But if you're only going to have one top 40 hit, you might as well... Uh, go all the way with it, right? And they, to their credit, they did. Still bites, but what have I been saying all day? That's just E. Alright, uh, that's it. That's it for this week and for this countdown. Um, sorry I won't be with you guys tomorrow, but we'll get it going again next Saturday with the 70s countdown, and we should be able to give you Sundays also next Sunday with the 80s countdown as well. Uh, don't forget, you got requests. Get them in to me. I'm happy to do them. I'm happy to do the research behind them for you. Just ask, and it will happen. I uh, love you guys. I thank you for listening. Until next Saturday, Notorious Biggie Style, as always, telling you to put your hair up and square up. Oh, this was a long one, but well worth it. I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you guys always enjoy. All right, we'll see you next Saturday. Oh, if anyone talks to uh, Miss Hallie, tell her I said, what's up, baby? <laughs>